Is it my imagination or are you going through a difficult phase? <laughs> I've been going through a difficult phase for about 20 years. Welcome to episode 31 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page. I'm joined... Um, I'd like to say happily, but we've just been arguing, uh, by Joe Davis. Hello. Hello. I'm very happy you? to be here. <laughs> Have you had, how's your week? Have you had any more major domestic disasters? Any is your... No, I'm caring for the woman to whom I'm married. Not and... so adequately, but I am caring for her. No, she's, she's all right. She has fractured her ankle. She's oh, hobbling around such a in... Shame. What can only be described as an immense fashion statement of a boot. <laughs> Are you a good and, carer? Uh, you'd have to ask her. I mean, I yes. think I am absolutely magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> she may not share <laughs> that view. <laughs> I can imagine there are ways in which you make illness... Listen, so much I have offered to do so many things for that woman. Now, I bet you have. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> she's supposed to be recovering. Anyway. No, she's, she's doing all right, and thank you Good. for those that care. Um, and is your central heating working and your car and all that kind of do stuff? Do you know what? You were, moaning, you were whinging about last I did, time. I'm sorry. I am sorry to the listeners for being a right old whinger last mm. time. But yes, I was whinging. No, those things have sorted out. That crisis has passed. There are new crises on the horizon for me to, to indulge in as There's normal. A light at the end of the tunnel and it's more crises coming towards of you on a very big train. Are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, Funny I'm glad, if it I'm wasn't true. Had, I'm glad things are slightly better. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Well, do you want to ask me how my week was or are you... I just want to stay within your own little orbit. Sorry, I was there. I just felt a pregnant dramatic pause there (laughs) would build attention. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway, right. This is is rubbish. Right, okay. All right. Anyway, thank you for asking. Anyway, so uh, how are you? How's your week been? So I'm very overworked. I got got too many deadlines roaring up because of blinking um, Christmas. Yeah, I know. It gets in the way. Why Jesus had to come at this time of year, I have no idea. It is ridiculous. I always say the worst time of year to celebrate the incarnation is Christmas because everyone's too busy. You can't. exactly. You can't. And then Um, we had... um... We had the Christingle service at church. Are you aware of Christingle? Uh, I no, not that I'm aware it's a of. Peculiar Anglican thing mm. where um, children go and they, I, I can't quite work it out. They get an orange. Mm. They give given an orange with a candle in it, and sort of sweets stuck in it on cocktail mm. sticks that presumably could take their eye out. I don't know, and a ribbon Nicely. tied around it, and nothing. I think says more. Uh, God about, with us well, Clearly about God with us Than having an orange <laughs> Than an orange you With a candle sticking out <laughs> Setting fire to the Girl in front's hair <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very What could uh, be more Christmas It's a strange thing It's such a strange thing Anyway <laughs> it, it is It is slightly bizarre no, So talking of uh, Talking of great gifts though We should um, yeah. Talk we should about talk the about gift the That goes with... on giving 
the gift that goes on giving the week for the bewildered. Yes. Uh, June, I can't remember. I know. Uh, well, June the 25th to the 29th. I'm hurt that it's not etched on your mind. Um, and uh, I, <laughs> had I been more organised, I would have rung Lee Abbey and find out how the ticket sales are going. Anecdotally, I know that many of our friends are going, so that's nice. But um, I assume there are still... Uh, places available but like i said like us or loathe us people will go then because it's summer and it's beautiful there it's it's a a kind of week uh, five days where you get to hear us speak in the mornings or possibly the monday evening and then you get to just be in the most fabulous part of england and enjoy the countryside and the coast and the sea and walking and good country pubs and uh, all that is good about north devon frankly and the most amazing bird life, it has to be said. Yeah, so we're going to keep plugging that ad nauseum, really. So, um, yes, that's good. Um, the other thing is, it would be great. You know, we, we're thrilled that people um, listen to the podcast and like it. Yes. If you do like it, could you um, like it on iTunes? And, you know, I think you can give it a review can and you? you could subscribe. You don't and want that to invite that kind of thing. Do you know who listens to this? Well, uh, yeah, I know. Well, when I say give it a review, I just keep it to yourself. Yeah. But uh, you know, I know if if you could share it with others and all that kind of stuff, that that would be that would be great. We'd appreciate that because, frankly, we don't have many friends. No. And uh, we need all the ones we can get. So, uh, last last time, let's let's uh, let's get uh, feedback. Have we been inundated with feedback from last time? Well, it's funny you should say that, Nick Page. Thank you. Mm. Uh, No would be hmm. the answer. In fact, I would think of the of the of the episodes since we've started, this has been one of the quietest weeks. Now, it could be because people are busy because it's Christmas, or it could be because as I suspect they were so completely underwhelmed with the last episode. However, before we get to that, No, I think it was your fault. No, it was your because fault. You, it was your fault because you used the word ontology. Well, yeah, and I do apologize. And, yeah, and know, that's something we, we I regret. are not a podcast that uses the word ontology. No, I we, We know our place. We do innuendo. We don't do long theological words. Exactly. Well, when you feel, you know, threatened and defensive... Uh, no, this is this is this is a master course, which obviously I learned at Bible college. Then throw out lots of long words in the hope that nobody knows what they mean, <laughs> uh, and that normally quietens things down. Uh, oh, but it didn't. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take this. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, if so you what want, have to, we got uh, well. Uh, Firstly, from Shane, I don't feel inclined to read this email out. Hello, guys. It seems fitting writing from Australia as we are about to win the first Ashes test. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Lord. I know. Well, actually, though, we're recording this on the eve of uh, one of England's greatest ever Comebacks. test victories. <laughs> as we come back to win in the fourth innings to score over 350. I can just sense it. OK, good. Well, this goes out on Saturday. And you're going to look possibly quite silly. <laughs> or you will look like a great prophet I can, I can, and will be I'll exalted like as such. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that film, uh, Clock, Clockwise, you know, where John, I don't know if you've ever seen Clockwise, John Cleese yes, trying to indeed. get to a conference. Yeah. And at one point he says, it's not the despair, Laura. I can take the despair. It's the hope. <laughs> and I think that sums up what it's like to be an England cricket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can cope with the despair. Yeah. It's the hope that kills you. Anyway, uh, all joking apart, Shane, thank you for writing. You did say, say some really good stuff about the gender things that we've been discussing. I said uh, He finished off by saying, I find women instinctively model the attributes of Christ much easier than men do. Um, which is... Like long, yeah. long hair. 
Well, um, t- no, I don't think that's <laughs> what he's driving at, but oh, there okay. we are. So he's, he's just kicking into touch the whole Australian uh, stereotype there, I guess. Mm. However, he does finish with, I continue to enjoy your podcasts, even when your California ways make me cringe at times. At least now I can switch over and listen to the cricket. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not going to say any more. No, no, no. You gloat while you can. Yeah. And obviously we're far too mature to call you a big... <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> you can edit. How is that spiritual direction course going? <laughs> you know, I'm finding it very healing. <laughs> I am. Other people, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> that may be true. Anyway, <laughs> right. Um, and then Lisa says, "Hi, Joe and Nick." In brackets, you see, you get in brackets quite like. Thanks for the podcast this week, especially as it keeps me up to date with Joe and Rachel's current medical status. Uh, she said, "The thing that struck me about Jesus Part One podcast was that it was so refreshing to hear two people with different opinions having a discussion, which didn't end with someone getting excommunicated or forming a new denomination." It almost didn't matter what the content of the discussion was or whether you made any sense at all. For me, the tone of your interaction was so encouraging. Hmm. And thank you for that email, uh, Lisa. Um, but also, I think it's a kind of backhanded way of saying it didn't matter what the content was. <laughs> no, the content was rubbish, <laughs> but at least you were friends at the end of it. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was uh, it was an interesting uh, episode, I thought. It was interesting. The discussion didn't go quite where I was intending. Where I was, well, I didn't intend it, but where I thought it would get it go. Um I think what I found interesting is a couple of things. One is I found I found that I was getting defensive, and I've known you for so yeah, long. I know. And you think I wouldn't, you know, get that? But arguments sort of, you 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 want to sort of win, don't you? That's yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, whoever you're talking to, and it's, and the other thing, I was aware that some of the time I wasn't really uh, listening to you. I was preparing what I was going to say next. Oh yeah, you know, that's, and that's, that's a, a big thing, isn't it? I mean, it is. That happens a lot in my yeah, life. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, when I did listen back to the recording, it wasn't worth listening to you anyway, so I didn't miss much. <laughs> but, but well, thank you for those kind no, words. It's, but no, no, it was, and I think we do that in these uh, in these discussions. So actually, to be able to sort of sit back and not and, and not get defensive and not and, and mm. try and understand the other person yeah. is, I think, always my challenge. Yeah, I, um, and I think that's true for me as well. Uh, it, yeah, when when someone is saying something that you are don't believe or or challenges you or pushes you, and particularly, I think in the sort of you know right left debates that kind of go on, whether that's politically or religiously, you know, the left is often seen as the cool progressive, you know, way mm-hmm. and. And and the conservatives or the right are perceived as the sort of stick in the mud legalist difficult people, and I think those caricatures subconsciously lodge themselves, and then you, it does make you kind of defensive, and they're very mm. unhelpful mm. stereotypes mm. to have. So you know, thinking back and hearing it back as you did, what what are the things you wanted to be, I don't know, clearer about, or what did you want to say? I don't know. Looking back, I, I found it. I, I, I kind of wanted to understand why am I passionate about the bodily resurrection? Why, mm. why, why did it? Why does it mean so much to me? And I think there's two. There's two main reasons. And I found this is why I think I found it very, very helpful that discussion because it forced mm. me to go back and really think through mm. what, what do I, what do I believe here? 
Um, and I think there are two main reasons. One is because I have, I, I believe in the historical accounts, you know, mm. and I've spent a lot of my life exploring those, um, trying to understand those, and and uh, I suppose defending them. But um, you know, uh, and I think that they were saying the tomb was empty. There was a, mm. the, you know, bodily resurrection. So I think you have to take that kind of seriously. So the second part of that is, well, if you believe the historical accounts, what's the implication there? What does that mean? Yeah. And that's where I think that uh, it's the implication that sort of all all creation will be um, redeemed, that, mm. you know, that it actually inaugurates the future of the material world. In fact, funny, we, we sang on, um, on Sunday the Advent hymn, which is full of strange imagery, actually. It's really weird. Jesus comes with clouds descending. I mean, you'd wow. hate it because it's so kind of, <laughs> but but it, but it has this the third verse. It has it, all the wounds of cross and passion still his glorious body bear, and I think that's that's a biblical understanding that somehow um, this body, our bodies, this world, with all its scars and its wounds and its history, that all that matters. It's not just going to be wiped away. It actually. It's going to inform the future. It's going to be part of it. And I find that immensely um, yeah. exciting and reassuring and rather wonderful, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you are, you know, if you want to kind of read where, where I'm coming from, I suppose, the, the, the book that I, has, has really influenced me on, the, on this is Tom Wright's, um, or N.T. Wright, I can never remember which one he is, depending on whether he's wearing the, the dress or not, I don't know. And what um, is the criteria for that? Is that it? I think when he does po- books with words like ontology in, he's N.T. Wright. Okay. And when he doesn't, he's Tom Wright. Oh, right. Oh, I prefer him I as Tom I, Wright. Yeah, I think so do I. But anyway, uh, his book, Surprised by Hope, which I think was mentioned, uh, I think by Hannah, as one of our recommended books a while back. Uh, it's a wonderful book. And okay. it, it really um, kind of helps you understand that line about you know the 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 future of the material world so that's that's where i come from and those are my two things and i'm very happy to sort of sit in that yeah in that space really. it's funny after the podcast i i had a conversation with someone who's a part of our you know thursday night cult um soul place and um i was asking her about you know her views on the resurrection she she she's quite challenges me because she, she doesn't believe in a literal right and yet when i look at this person, I aspire to, I mean, she is just, and she'll be very embarrassed. Um, I hope no one guesses who this is. Um, but, you know, she is a very Christ-like, very loving lady. Um, she champions the cause of an Indian project that we're involved in um, supporting her. She goes to India. She gives, she, she is just a, an incredibly Christ-like person. And because she's, because she is who she is, I want this conversation with her. I am more inclined to have that conversation with her. If she was antagonistic, and when I, when I was speaking recently for Renovari, you know, I said if I was to be controversial, and I you know, assured people I wasn't going to be controversial, I'd say some of the most obnoxious people I've ever met know the Bible really well. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 that is true for me. You know, I mean, it's, well, it's I, just... I'm sorry about that. I do. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you, Nick Page. <laughs> but it is just that idea that sort of somehow gracious behavior is more important than right belief and i read that in a in a, an email this week and i just find that to be true as paul says it in galatians 5 the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself in love 
And when you think about it, why are we still friends? Because we do actually think quite quite differently in a number of areas. But but the love aspect of friendship trumps the different theologies and enables us to engage, don't you think? Whereas if it's if if you have no relationship, if you're just some stranger saying this is why I believe this and this is why it matters and this is the end of it, and I go, oh, okay, hmm. you know, there's no no sense of relationship there. Hmm. I think there's that's 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 true, and and it's all turning into a lovely love in this. Um, I love you, man. I just yeah, want you man. To know that. Let's go and build a fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, just to hark back to that. <laughs> no, let's cut down a tree. No, stop it. Anyway, um, uh, I think I'm still interested, though, in the 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 core. You know, this yeah, thing that we've yeah. had ever since the Creed episode. The core. Yeah. What's the core? Um, and 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 kind of what that. Yeah. What that is. Really. Yeah. I suppose we. Just, this is what it's about, really. We just keep exploring that. But I, you know, I, I don't know. For me, I think it was a really positive outcome because I, I just think. For me, it's made a, a, it's renewed my kind of understanding yeah, of it, yeah. and what I f- why I feel so excited about that actually. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's no, it's that's great, a, and it's really good. good. And actually, you, something that you probably don't realise is that actually things you say get reflected back into our group on a Thursday night. We often end up discussing and talking about things as we work through other stuff oh, as well and, and, oh, and oh, I, I just find that. that so helpful no it is it's great <laughs> it's great you're like a you're like a friend to the group even though you haven't met a load of them so well it's... no and it, i think it's probably better that way isn't it <laughs> I don't you? as i tell them generally often. i am a disappointment but it's true <laughs> and it's you know it's like this whole mystery of the you know we finish um each time with the with communion and strangely enough it's only really this year that i've made the big link between communion and Christmas in terms of the incarnation, you know, like mm. here is God with us hidden in plain sight, you know, bread, mm. wine, you know, on the one hand, it's just bread and wine. What, you know, why make, no, 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 no. See, see a bit deeper than bread mm. and wine. Christ is here. Yes. I, I, well, I think it's, you know, it's, like you say, it's all about the incarnation, but I think we should, uh, we should move on. We should. And, um, well, it is the most, something else. well, it is the most it's, wonderful time of the year. It is the most wonderful time of the year, and talking of which, I've had a I've had a, a card. Have you? I've had a little card from a friend of ours. Oh, good! It says uh, "Merry Christ Tide," because okay. uh, she doesn't use the word mass, um, and it's from <laughs> Ethel. And she writes this. She says it's got a little poem inside. She says "Merry Christ Tide" to the Reverend and Mrs. Davis. She says, At this special time of year, there's so much darkness, so much fear. So let's remember what is true is. It's all about Jesus and John Lewis. And she goes on, Christ tide is a time of hope, so up with Calvin and down with the Pope. And there we go. What a, what a lo- lovely sentiment. What a lovely, thoughtful card. Was it handmade? Yeah. It, it's, it's got blood stains on it. I think she might have strangled a robin or something, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah... I, I, it's nice. It's nice time of year. The the thing that I actually, funnily enough, the thing that I've been thinking about most this week, um, is it sounds really stupid, but it's Paddington Two. Oh, that is not stupid at all. Why have I been thinking so Be- much about Paddington Two? I mean, it's a it's a such a joyous, wonderful film, and I, I went largely absolutely. on your recommendation, other people oh, as well. But so good. So, I came out with this sort of massive grin on my face, which is only one 
no, who knows me would have found slightly frightening. Um, you know, <laughs> and and I think I think what it is why I'm thinking about it so much is because it's very rare in uh, fiction to find a character, a, a well-drawn character who's really genuinely good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Without being holier than thou. Or... Yeah, or twee. I mean, you know, if we think about the classic uh, Christmas story, uh, uh, Christmas Carol, Dickens' Christmas Carol. Yeah. I mean, Dickens tries to draw good characters, genuinely good characters, but often they end up tipping over into tweeness. There are, I have to say that I love Christmas Carol. I think it's one of the most yeah, perfect stories ever written. But yeah. there are times when I would want to go over and kick away Tiny Tim's crutches. <laughs> The compassionate because he's so annoying, and, and my hero as a writer George MacDonald. He wrote he wrote at the back of the North Wind, which contains this sort of Christ-like child in it, and really you get tired of him. He's so twee. But yeah. Paddington has that sort of basic yeah. raw goodness that that uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just found it profoundly affecting, and I was interested in why I I yeah. felt that way. I was reading an, another novel this week, um, but in which one of the characters talks about somebody. Who, who somebody else says that he's a do-gooder and, the, and one of the characters says no it's not only that he does good i think he is good and yeah. and you know that's a difference yeah. a core difference it's quite easy for us for me to do good but yeah. to be good is yeah. is a challenge that's all really, the time i think yeah 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 that, that's so good and it, it takes us back to um to our dear friend Dallas Willard, who's, as you know, is a philosopher. He's also a brilliant theologian, but he is, his, his day job was philosopher. And he talked about the kind of, you know, the four big questions that, that every, that every you know, philosoph- philosophical system must answer. What is real? Who has it made? Who is a really good person? And how does one become a genuinely good person? And he says, so, you can take me, the hold teachings. Hold on, can I... Can I just yeah. hold those? Let's repeat those questions because so, they're, they're really important. So, what is real? Is the what question is about real reality? Yeah. Yeah. Who has it made? You know. So, who, who has it made? Who's who's yeah, who's, yeah, who's got who's, a good life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. who, yeah. And, uh, who is a really good person? Mm. And how does one become a genuinely good person? And and so what Dallas says is, you can take the the Jesus of teaching. Jesus' teachings today in the 21st century and you can stand them alongside any philosopher of any any time and he said and G, I mean, he would argue that Jesus still comes up with the best answers and and he also says when he wants to be a bit provocative provocative that if you know if you think that any anyone else has better answers to these questions then Jesus would encourage you to go follow them <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he answers the questions and, and Dallas is brilliant at doing soundbite answers that then need a book to explain them but in, 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 to the to the question of who is a really good person he says this anyone who is pervaded with love anyone mm. who is pervaded with love and how does one become a genuinely good person well, Dallas um, simply says you place your confidence in Jesus Christ and become his student or apprentice in kingdom living. So to become a, a good person in Dallas's uh, view is to become Christ-like. Yeah, yeah. To be a disciple or yeah. to aim And so to train with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. To do the things Jesus did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I get the impression, I never met Dallas. Um, I know you you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, but I've met people who've met him, and I get the impression that they they had that impression of goodness from him. Yeah, is that, oh, a hundred percent. I mean, again, it's just it's why you want to 
listen to him. You know, he's written a book on a load of things. So what? Loads of people have written loads of books. Why listen to them? We listen to Dallas because he is gracious and kind and loving and present and interested in you. Mm. And he, he, because he is that person genuinely he is a genuine I, I think he was a genuinely good person mm. I want to listen to the things he has to say mm. and take seriously what they say because I kind of want to be like him you know and now it's so just... why, why do you think that kindness that stands out why do you think these things stand out I mean as you say he yeah. he um he always had time for people and I think I've met people very much like this you know we have yeah. mutual friends who are like this they always yeah. have time for people they're very humble yeah. They don't big themselves up. In a sense, they do everything wrong that the yeah. world tells you not to do. Yeah. They don't. They don't yeah. tell you of their own achievements. No. They have. Yeah. They don't have packed diaries because they've always got time for you. They seem to have time to listen to you. Yeah. They don't talk about themselves. They ask questions about you. They're everything that I can't can't yeah. manage to be. Um, why is why do you think that kindness is so affecting in that way? All those kinds of things. I I I don't. I I just assume. That it must be because there's something about kindness in particular. Why does Paddington 2, let's let's really press down this. Why does mm. Paddington 2 touch us so deeply? Because there's something about kindness mm. that must reflect the divine, that must mm. affect that must actually be the character of who god is and it reaches out and it touches the divine in us i suppose mm. that's what i i really think and so you know you could be having a really rubbish day go and see a film in the evening and actually you are so touched by it. and i must say i saw an, another film about kindness incredibly uh this film wonder i went to see oh, okay. it last night this sorry this burns within me but i've got to tell you about this because mm. it is so brilliant uh there's so so this boy who is uh, deformed from birth and has many operations on his face and you know he ends up going to school late in the day he goes to join high school and and you know there's this whole fear from his family and from him but how will he fit in at school and all those kind of things and He's got this wonderful teacher called Mr. Brown. And Mr. Brown has Mr. Brown's precepts. He has a precept every day on the board. And the very first precept is this. When giving the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind. Mm. And in a way, the film is sort of built around that. And it's back to those things that were going on about before. Gracious behaviour is more important than right belief and what Paul was saying, you know. Anything that matters is faith expressing itself in love. There's something just so profoundly right, correct mm. about this this kindness. It touches you at such a profoundly deep level that you you know it to be true. Uh, I think one of the other things that I as I understand, I don't know much about the film Wonder, but I believe it shows you as well the view from the other characters as exactly. well so, point of view. So, so as well as telling the story of the boy himself you get to see the story of what it's like to be his sister the kind of overlooked sister because he's had yeah. this kid he's been in the hospital all his life and you get to hear her story and you get to hear the story of the sister's friend who mm. stopped being her friend because there was kind of jealousy issues around that kind of family life and how loving mm. they were to each other and you get the story of the school bully and you get the school story of the friend of the young kid who then betrays him and so you tell that the story is told and you're allowed to see into the backstory a bit mm. of everyone so that you even have a bit of compassion on the bully 
at the yeah, end. Yeah, I think there's, I, there's something as well about understanding, about trying to understand exactly. somebody's point of view, which maybe touches what we were talking about right at the beginning. You know, there's, I think it's an Italian proverb which says to understand is to forgive. And, you know, to, there's oh, that no. sense of which we don't... We're so quick to rush to judgment. I think one of the reasons why Paddington really struck me is because we live, it mm. seems to me, in a very unkind time. Yeah. We live in a time when, when we are not willing to understand other people. We are not willing to listen no, to other people, right. and and in fact, we've we've disempowered words like kindness and politeness, yeah, and exactly, and humility, and you yeah. know patience and yes exactly you're not supposed right. to have yeah. that kind of and stuff I, and i think to hark back to one of the conversations we keep you know going back to i think that kindness is seen as a very feminine energy and in a patriarchal world it is obviously under emphasized i mean my hope is that things you know the times they are are changing there's a line in paddington where mr brown says that the thing about paddington is he he thinks the best of everybody and it again i found you know i think how often do i um, do I almost enjoy not thinking the best of everybody? Yeah. It's not that it's just that I don't think the yeah. best of everybody. It's that I actually almost join in the feeding frenzy. And you get on social media, yeah. you get this thing where you, where there's the the oh, scent of yeah. blood and and, yeah. and oh feeding frenzy. That's such a good description you know, in the light of um, Blue Planet, which is also brilliant. Did you see it this week with the with the sharks? There's blood in the water and the sharks just no. Of, I, 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 it put me off swimming for life. Oh well, and, you know, that. there's blood in the water and suddenly one shark comes and then they all come and there is a frenzy and it's such a great metaphor for what happens. I think on social media, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah, hear people so say on, on uh, you know about people on social media. Well, I hate so and so, and and you think. How could you hate them? You don't know them. Yeah. You don't. You have no idea what they're like. Yeah. But we're told to. We're told. We're told. And don't spend time understanding them. Don't. Don't spend time yeah. trying to think the best. Heavens, don't think the best of them. Yeah. Because the, the the world relies upon you immediately thinking the worst of certain people. So I always find it challenging. I mean, I, th- I that just that simple question about um, you know what else, under, trying to understand what else is going on in someone's life. What mm. what what is happening that. that might affect that um you know for me for example traffic drive driving is a constant exercise in spiritual formation because you know somebody cuts you up or somebody races past you and and your immediate thought is that man that's a person an idiot you know they're just mm. dreadful you don't actually know what's going on in their life you no. don't know what whether they're distracted you don't know whether they're they're late and they can't be late again yeah. or whether they've just come from a furious kind of argument yeah. or or whether there's something in them that just feels exactly. the need to drive in that exactly. way you 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 don't think the best of them so the exercise for me that I that I you know I want to try and do all the time is to try and think think well of people I think that's a godly yeah. thing to do because I think ultimately God always thinks the best of us he knows the worst but he always thinks the best I think yeah 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 so yeah. how do we do this i mean what is it if we're going to do Dallas's thing. What does it mean to be good? What is it? Well, I mean, I love, I love the way Dallas used to describe what life was like in the kingdom. Because people say, well, what is kingdom living like? What's it like to have abundant life? And he would say, well, it's just, it's just what it's like to naturally go and do the next good thing. That's what it's like in the kingdom. And when mm. you've done that, you go and do the next good thing. And after mm. that, you do the next. And of course, pretty soon you realise you can't. You can't do it without a bit of help. Um, I don't know why that is. You can insert your own theological discussion here, but you will discover you need the Holy Spirit again or divine reality or whatever you want to describe. But you, it's like we're incapable of doing the next good thing. And that's why we might want to disciple ourselves to Jesus and take him on board as our trainer. Mm. Um, 
because it, it, it is difficult. But, you know, to live this way, when I have seen this lived out in people, and it's hard to fake, I think. I think you can discern genuine kindness and humility mm. in people. And mm. Lord knows I'm a long way off the mark at the moment. But when you see it in someone, it is so winsome. It's so attractive. You're just drawn to them and you want to be like that. Mm. And so I think, you know, for us, the challenge is always, well, what do, you know, in my busy life, in what I'm doing day to day right now, what does the next good thing look like? I mean, am I really present to this room now and what's going on around me and to the people who are around me? And why are my tasks and my to-do list so important? Because, you know, what? what's going on here now and what's the good thing to do here now mm. is a good question. Well, and a good exercise, I think, for Advent, really, to go and think, well, yeah. you know, what's the next what's the next Christ-like thing you could do, the next good thing you can do, maybe even the next Paddington-like thing that yeah. you could do. I mean, you could have a marmalade sandwich for a start. That would be, <laughs> that'd be rather <laughs> an excellent thing. thing. That's a tremendous thing to do. Yeah. And we could make somebody you love a marmalade sandwich, see how that yeah. works out. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know... Uh, I, 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 I don't know. It's not not every podcast that can get from Paddington Two to Christ likeness. In well, I don't know. Well, it brings us back to those films and yeah, films. So we ought to do a um, yeah spiritual formation film sh- bit. Yeah. What are your what are your top five films that are for spiritual formation? That have shaped we, we should you and we should you, definitely yeah. do that. Yeah. Let's not uh, do it now though, because we've got a Christmas no, bonanza coming. No, because because I mean, The Exorcist is obviously going to take top of my one. I don't know about you. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, you know, the, the, what do you, so it'd be great, I think, to hear what what films have really shaped people. You know, and it, it, I do think it sounds a bit daft, you know, to, to be so affected by Paddington too. But I, you have to go and see it. Go and see it. Yeah, you do. And then when, if you've already seen it, go and see Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But just just notice the impact of these these films and yeah. the impact of kindness. Yeah. In fact, the next good thing you could do is go and see Paddington Two and buy a ticket for somebody else. How about that? Yeah. There you go. So there we go. Um, well, I think we should uh, we should end now. And, we should. Uh, we should. Please do send your emails to Joe at uh, midfaithcrisis.org. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you on the you know on the subject of Paddington and kindness. Hmm. And um, and what are the good things that you you can do now? So anyway, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. We'll be back on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, not Christmas. We'll be back on Christ Tide Eve. <laughs> Christ Tide Eve Eve. I think it might be. Oh, is it Christ Tide yeah. Eve Eve? Yes, indeed. Okay. Oh right, well, ha- well, that, but that'd be great. We'll see you on Christ Tide Eve Eve. And um, in in the meantime, have a have a good couple of weeks. Thank you yeah. for listening. Thank you.